Hello and welcome to On the Front Porch with us, your weekly Disney podcast. I'm Tony Pascal. I'm Josh Whitehead. And just as a quick reminder, we wanted to let everybody know that we are uh, what you would call adult-friendly comedy um, and reviewing. So if you have any kids listening, make sure that they because things might get a little dicey. Um, Tony. For sure. Nudity is on its way. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony, what was it that we watched this week? Uh, well, the uh, we watched uh, this week, we watched Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. Uh, if you hear some like scraping sounds at the beginning, that is because my cat is climbing all over me. Uh, she, He is not going anywhere. He is not escaping. But uh, if he did, I'm sure his journey would be just as incredible. I'm sure you're right. Uh, so Homeward Bound, it's a 1993 movie. Um, and just as a quick disclaimer to everybody listening, if you've seen this movie before, you might already know. And if you're going to watch it again, you'll certainly know. Um, there's not a whole hell of a lot to talk about with this movie. Uh, we wish there was, but it's probably going to be a slightly shorter episode. But we'll do everything we can to to try and get all the funny stuff that we find and all the interesting plot points into this podcast. So yeah, it's not that there's nothing to talk about. It's just that it doesn't necessarily go as deep as some of the other movies that we've talked about. It's like, it's not like Aristocats was super deep or anything, but Aristocats did have tons of plot holes that we can make fun of. This is a pretty well-made story. Uh, stays pretty true to the book. And from what I understand, uh, and like, it also is like just like like funny and definitely a lot of ways, but it's not super deep like uh, some of our other podcasts we've talked about. So it's like we'll have stuff to talk about, but it's like definitely not uh, exactly the same as what we've been doing. Right. And so I think this one has some interesting things to talk about, though, and maybe a couple of things that we've already talked about in the previous episodes where um, we sort of rehash it a little bit and fit it into what's going on in this story. Uh, With that, our short, before we even get there, uh, we have our trivia for the week. And Tony, I understand you have a couple and I've got a couple. So why don't we start with you? Yeah, so it's directed by Dwayne Dunham, uh, which I don't know if you know this, Josh. Uh, Did you know that he directed Star Wars 6, Episode 6? New Hope? No, 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 episode six, uh, Return of the Jedi. Jedi. Oh, wow. That's really cool, actually. And I know you don't know this. He also directed Halloween Town. Halloween Town? Yeah. What a great movie. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I know. Can't wait until we can go ahead and review that movie. Yeah, this would be awesome. (laughs) But we would definitely definitely see more of Dwayne Dunham's work. Uh, There were a couple of other Disney movies that he did. Uh, in his career. Uh, I'm definitely a fan, if that's the case. Um, so I have a couple of questions for you, Tony. All right. I know that you know it's based off a movie, or rather, based off a book, but do you know that it's also based off of another movie? It's a remake? It's a remake of, like, an older movie? Is it yes, a Disney not movie? Disney. No, it is not. Huh. Is it any good? 
I don't know. I haven't seen it. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> so it's, it's based off of the 1963 movie, The Incredible Journey, which is uh, based off of the book written by Sheila Burnford, The Incredible Journey. And in the book and in the prior movie, it's a little changed as far as these three main characters. So uh, I'm just going to have you guess what you think the character of Chance. It, I'm going to give you multiple choice. How's that? Okay. The character of Chance, would you say was A, a bulldog, B, a golden retriever, C, a chihuahua, or D, a beagle? Oh, shit. I hope he's a chihuahua. <laughs> that, that, that would be like I think the most fun yeah I'm going to go with Chihuahua just because I want that to be true no. No. <laughs> Chance was a golden retriever okay uh, for Shadow I'm going to give you the same four options four options for Shadow What what of those four breeds do you think Shadow was would Shadow be the bulldog uh, actually, a bull terrier is what he was. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they kind of switched the two of them in this movie. Kind of made uh, Shadow the uh, Golden Retriever and Chance the Pitbull breed. That's some interesting stereotyping. I guess, like, the Golden Retriever is the, like... Theory, like the often portrayed as like the loyal one or whatever, like the most loyal right. animal. Uh, but I, it's interesting that they switched it from the original, uh, which was maybe not stereotyped as much. Right, and it's it's funny to think because yes, people generally say that pit bulls have a lot more energy, and uh, bull terrier especially would have way more energy. And so the fact that Chance, this character that's like uh, basically a puppy is way more energetic. It makes more sense, I think, in terms of making a live-action movie to have the Bull Terrier as the the really hyperactive animal. Yeah, it's interesting. I I wonder if it would have like come off the same if, like, if it had been switched. Right. I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Um, because that golden retriever that played Shadow was just perfect. <laughs> really, like, calm and collected. Yeah, no, the actors in this movie were great. Yeah, they, they sure were. They did really great. <laughs> um, and so, just real quick, um, weird things that I found out. In the book, Chance's real name was Luath. L-U-A-T-H. Luath. Luath? Uh, Yep. Wow. Lewis. Lewis? Like like Lewis with a lisp. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Shadow's real name was Bodger. Bodger. And These Sassy, are crazy names. Yeah, right? Sassy was actually not a Himalayan cat. Uh, she was actually a uh, Siamese, and her name was Tao. Huh. Yeah. I like Sassy so, name. I'm really happy that the, the name was. <laughs> yeah, Sassy is very Sassy. It's true. 
Um, so yeah, just a, a couple of weird things. The other weird thing that I found out was that uh, the voice of Shadow, Don Ameche, this was his second to last film before he died. So like, this was one of his last roles before he died. He has a very um, like like uh, characteristic voice. He sounds like a lot like something out of like an old movie. Uh, yeah, and he was most definitely the oldest person on this cast at the time. He was without a doubt the oldest person on the cast. Yeah, um, and so the fact that he played this really wise old character, I think, was fitting. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and then of course we've got those other two characters, uh, Michael J. Fox and Sally Field. Um, who were fairly young at the time, playing those really um, just incredible roles for them. I think that it was really, really good. I like my, Michael J. Fox in that role a lot. Yeah, no, now that like you told me that it was Michael J. Fox right before we, we came on, and now I'm like thinking about all of the, the moments of the movie, knowing that, like imagining it as, rather than chance, imagining the whole scene... <laughs> As the guy from, as Marty from Back to the Future. That's like from the rest of the episode. I want us all to just think of Chance as Marty from Back to the Future. <laughs> On all fours, running. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that that's a good. That's how I'm going to picture it now. Um, so before we get into the movie too much, uh, our short for the week is three for breakfast. Um, it's a Donald Duck and a um, Chippendale one. So uh, why don't you go to YouTube, type in three for breakfast, 1948, and it should show up. Why don't you go ahead and take a second, watch that, and come right back. All right, pause. Meanwhile, my cat is just purring really loudly. Can you hear my cat? <laughs> just barely. Uh, so hopefully... Uh, while Tony's cat was purring, you had a second to watch the, the short. Um, so this is a, a really good one. I chose this one this week, and I just love this one so much. Uh, it's a Jack Hanna. So um, he, he, Jack Hanna directed it, which means that, for those of you who don't know who Jack Hanna is, he's the Hanna from Hanna and Barbera. Um, very clearly... Uh, greatly like written, produced. I just love this one. What are your thoughts, Tony? Yeah, no, this is absolutely my favorite short that we've done so far. I love like obviously great animation style. This is where like animation's really starting to hit its stride, and like what we think of as like quintessentially like Disney of this time period. Uh, like that style is starting to come in, and like we see it from like the mid forties. It like starts everything starts to get sharper and starts to look a lot like cleaner. And by the time we get to like uh to even just nineteen forty eight, like this is like really sharp and clean, uh, and it looks great. Um well, and yeah, then and throughout the fifties yeah. as well. Yeah. And that's a very um, Hanna Barbera like look to it. It's got that like clean, like really well drawn, like sharp line look to it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that the other thing is that it is reminiscent of, like, it reminds me of Tom and Jerry, to be honest with you. Right, yeah. Um, this, like, there's not really anything happening. Uh, there, there's a single thing happening. 
But the way they do it, it's like that slapstick style comedy that is classic to Hanna-Barbera mm-hmm. uh, cartoons, for sure. Um, I thought it was hilarious. I think that it's it reminded me of a Saturday morning cartoon, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I <laughs> So the story follows... Uh, these two chipmunks who want to go chip and Dale who want to go and eat Donald Duck's breakfast. Uh, and uh, like, there's just all the nonsense that happens around that. And right. like whole time I was thinking about Josh's irrational fear of squirrels. And for it's those of you in the audience who, who don't already know this, Josh is a terrified, Josh is absolutely terrified of squirrels, has a phobia, extreme phobia of squirrels. I would like to clarify that it is not irrational. Squirrels squirrels are truly terrifying creatures. Do you remember people would give you like uh, squirrel statues for like Christmas and stuff? I I do. Like I have to hide them from myself because they are terrifying creatures. They really are. They (laughs) I, so the the reason that Tony brings this up is because it is reminiscent of this video of what happened that made me afraid of squirrels. Um, There's a specific moment in Josh's uh, Josh's history that has uh, changed him forever. <laughs> it did. Uh, so we were, God, I guess it was for one vacation. I think it was actually a summer vacation, and we had left the house, um, and we had come back after like a week. And we also had a stovepipe, so it went all the way up to the roof. Same, exactly. much like yeah, yeah, much like the, these two chipmunks that stayed on the top. But at least it was covered for for them. They weren't like crawling down into the stovepipe. Apparently, there was for a us. <laughs> <laughs> for us, there was uh, just a plain old hole, and so we we had like duct taped the the bottom part, so the the immediate part of the stove where the the steam is supposed to go through and we came back and there was like this it was looked like it was something pushing down on the duct tape um and so we like poked at it and it scampered <laughs> and so uh we were like what is going on and he can't go back up the stovepipe there's no way to get back up there um <laughs> So we we spend a good like hour prepping uh, a des- designated path for this squirrel to go through the kitchen. We all have jobs. We all have jobs. Yeah. We're all holding blankets like through like uh to protect the way so like you don't go this way. This is the way this way has a blanket in front of it. You don't go this way. This way has like a bunch of couches in front of it. So like we made like a path <laughs> for this squirrel right. to go straight out the door. <laughs> we created a hallway that this one direction the squirrel was gonna go out straight out the door. Um and then we opened the the, the duct tape, squirrel fell out into the kitchen and is like running, breaking things. And uh, here we are like holding up blankets, trying to like shoo, go that way. And he would like, he jumped onto my blanket and was like looking up at me. And I'm like, no, get away. Not right up in your face. He was right next to you. And so like he ended up, we had to like re-strategize because he got over my blanket's wall. Um, re-strategize. <laughs> 
and eventually try and usher him out the door. And he did at some point get out the door. But the problem is that this was not the only time this happened. Billy happened like all the time and it always came right at you. Well, after yeah. that, after that, I felt like it happened more because like the whole, like the squirrels now knew like how to get in <laughs> after that first time they were like it, it we we know how to get into the house now <laughs> right so um for that reason i think that i'm justified in my fear um man but, that is a great story yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i you know it's it's a part of my past it's not something i like to think about but it is um <laughs> uh yeah and so like obviously they didn't like steal our pancakes or anything but they certainly got into the house uh and you know chip and dale um knew the way out at least the this squirrel did not at all know the way out yep so yeah like i said that that was a pretty great short i hope you liked it yeah the uh, the next thing that we're going to have you do is go watch Homeward Bound, 1993. It should be on Netflix. I found it on Netflix. So why don't you go watch it real fast, and we will be back shortly. So pause. Pause, 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 pause. Get it? Pause. Netflix. Get it? Pause. 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> For those of you. If you could see the video right now, Tony is so proud of himself. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Tony, yeah, if you had to say there was a general theme of this movie, what would you say it is? Uh, okay, the clear theme of this movie is cats rule, dogs drool. Uh, <laughs> I, that is not at all what I got. <laughs> What's, what's the theme that you got? My, my, my theme was flying meat. <laughs> <laughs> right at the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> also, if there's flying meat, yeah, you better grab it. You grab the flying <laughs> meat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, like, first of all, what, these three characters just work so well together. What would you say, like, is your favorite part of this dynamic? Okay, like, clearly I'm biased towards Sassy. Right. Uh, Sassy, Sarah Fields is awesome. I uh, love Sarah Fields in general. Um, Sally. Sally Fields, sorry. Uh, Sarah. Love her in general because she is just, like, a cool, like, a great actress. Um, but in this movie, like, I just love the character. Uh, this is also really interesting because, like, a lot of times talking animal movies, like the, the animals actually have their mouths moving. Like they just like, it's mostly what they're thinking and they all kind of have like some kind of like telepathic relationship where they can all talk to each other through minds. And that's pretty cool. Um, I really enjoy like how sassy sassy is. <laughs> She's by far my favorite. I like chance and shadow. Great. Uh, and they provide most of the actual storytelling of the story. But uh, Sassy is like the coolest character. Well, sure. I think that one of the things that is interesting about that dynamic, too, is the fact that um, you have Chance and Shadow 
who almost feel obligated to take care of Zassi, right? To a certain extent, I feel like um, Shadow is taking care of both of them. Yeah. And Chance, to a certain degree, feels like he has to make sure that she's okay. And so... Right, but they, like, would starve without her. <laughs> like, <laughs> like she's definitely, like, the... Top the... the... <laughs> um, so I think that's interesting, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that uh, a little bit later. But right off the bat, at the start of this movie, um, we sort of get hit with the fact, first of all, Chance is the narrator, right? Chance is the leading the story. Um, and again, that may be one of the reasons why in the book, Chance is the golden retriever character, this really loyal, faithful character. Um, and we find out in the movie that Chance is um, has, has the same bolt, um, that, that, that bolt tragedy, that bolt backstory of um, having been in the pound or having a person that was with them and then abandoned them. So versus maybe in the book, that's a bit of irony, this really loyal kind of dog, this very loyal breed of dog, a golden retriever, not being loyal. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It definitely like sets up chance as like more of like an outcast for this, uh, for this story, which is pretty cool. Um, Cause that's more uh, sort of where he starts out as he's like, I uh, don't really care so much. He's not even at the wedding. The other two uh, animals are, well, no, that's not true. Sassy's not at the wedding either, but shadows at the wedding and like is part of the wedding. Uh, Sassy's a cat. So isn't expected to be there. Cause you know, cats, Right. <laughs> but uh chance is that is like could have probably been at the wedding. He's like like capable of that, but he was instead like eating human stuff at the time, right? Yeah. Uh and Shadow's like I just need to give a talking to that dog. <laughs> yeah. Um and this this is just another thing that's reminiscent of, of Shadow's character, right? Shadow being this like old man. I've seen it all, and that that damn pup. That pup. <laughs> oh yeah, he says the pup. So good. I like the like, idea of Marty McFly being called the pup. Yeah. <laughs> that line like five times in the movie. He's like, ugh, that pup. That pup. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that I noticed just throughout the movie is just the absolute abundance of animal puns. There's so many animal puns in this movie. Yeah, there are. Um, and I love it. I think it's hilarious. What's the one, uh, what's some of the ones that you wrote down? Uh, I didn't write down too many, to be honest with you. I, I definitely saw, um, the, the cat's rule, dog's drool, the, the, the fact that he's a bull terrier and bull terriers drool a lot. I thought that was funny. That was great. Because, <laughs> uh, like, later on, he's like, dogs rule and cats drool. And I, I've i only really ever been near one cat that, like, drooled. And that was because it's a really old cat. And when you scratch its belly right, it drools on you. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
So, like, we see this wedding. The older brother's not very excited about it. He's like, uh, wedding. Uh, everybody else seems fine. Um, and the wedding is not all that important, except that it gives us some, like, good characterization for the, like, uh, our three major characters. Right. Um, you see Chance begging, like, Please, 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 let me have some food. Drop some food. Let me have some food. Food, 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 food. And Sassy's like, no, I don't want any food. Just, just, I'm so sad. I just want to love you and like curl up in your arm. No, I don't want the food. I couldn't possibly. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to eat all the shrimp. Yum, yum, yum. I, uh, I really love that. I thought that was hilarious. That her, was her tactic for getting shrimp. So good. <laughs> so good. I should also say, guys, I have not seen this movie, I don't think, in years before I rewatched yeah. it. Um, like, for me, this was like, unlike a lot of the movies that we're going to watch, like, for me, this was like, like a actual, like, a lot of it was surprising to me as I was watching it. And same here. Like, it's been ages since I've seen this movie. And so going back and rewatching it was really uh, very nostalgic. Uh, the other thing, right before we get too far into it, I thought that it was really funny that he was like calling Shadow a chump. Chance was calling uh, Shadow a chump. Um, because he, he thinks that he's like too old to do anything, right? He, he's he's characterizing Shadow as too old and too loyal for, for no apparent reason. Yeah. Well, yeah, we... Well, he's like, he's... I think the chump is more about the like the loyalty, right? It's like you're like suckered in because like we get a little bit of Chance's background that we already kind of skipped past, but like he's like you know I went to the pound and was behind bars and it sucked or whatever, right? Um, like as he's narrating to enter, and so like when he's calling him a chump for like caring about the 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 family or whatever, um, like you get that sense of mistrust that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also the other thing that you mentioned was that the, the uh, oldest son, Peter, didn't really seem too excited about the wedding, but I don't think that that was the reason. I think that it's because they already knew that the three animals were going to be put to this farm. Um, I, th I think that's more of the reason that he was upset at the wedding. I think there's a little bit of there's definitely that and I think that's like the major like thing that we know, right? Like but I think there's also there is to some extent a like I'm not sure about this guy kind of feeling. Um and I think like maybe Peter is taking out like some of his frustrations with this person based on like the pets, the pet thing and the move and everything, but like it's a lot of changes all at once. So like he's probably frustrated at a lot of things, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, I just think like I think the the, but I think he's just like overall uh, frustrated. I think you're right. I think that it is, especially like we don't really see too much going on in this movie of him or really any of the children dealing with having a new stepdad, right? Except for so the like, time when, he, when Peter yells at dad, and we'll talk about that right. later on, but yeah. Exactly. And so like, there's there's really only one instance of this happening in this movie, and so it, it feels like they just sort of accept it from the very beginning. And that's why I guess I'm a little skeptical 
that it's it's about the wedding, it more feels like it's about the animals. And maybe you're right. It's it may be uh, a cover up. It may be a little bit of everything. Like I just sort of take it as like a I took it as a little bit of like a metaphor, I guess. Where like I'm trying to see how to say this right. Like uh, I guess for that metaphor is that each of these three animals represents to some extent the child that they're associated with. Right. They're, those those three kids are like figuring it out and like trying to get back like like they they are put in a new situation and like they are like having to go through all these trials to get to a like back to home to like normalcy or whatever. Um, and ultimately, like the kids do find a sense of normalcy, and like as like things get better for our animal friends, like when things are really bad for animal friends, things are really bad for the family, uh, where like they're yelling at each other. When things are really good for the animal friends, things are like getting better for the the family, where like they're playing basketball together and like starting to actually like make it work. Uh, and they're all like they move back to Northern California, right? Like so, like everything sort of changes all all together. Yeah, and also on top of that, you've got that later on when they're saying, we found them, the family's like all together. You see this random scene. It doesn't really seem necessary of all the kids in the school getting together and being like excited with their parents. And then the the animals are excited because they are together. They know they're going home. And then... Yeah, so I, I totally agree. I think that it's um, that those three kids are personified by the three animals. Yeah. Um, so from there, before we get to like we, we skipped ahead a little bit, but the one of the things I thought was really funny, and it's just a little thing, but if you go back and watch it, I think that it's probably one of the best little things that happened in the movie. Very small detail was when Chance was eating the cake. Uh, the grandma was like freaking out and crying. But the look on the grandpa's face, he was like smiling and laughing hysterically. No, he wasn't. Yes, I swear. It was the funniest thing. And like before he even acknowledged the fact that his wife was sad, he was laughing his head off. And I loved it. Oh, I love that. That's so good. I have to look that up. I have to rewatch that part. <laughs> yeah, and, like I even like paused it on his face and took a screenshot. Can you share it? I on thought Facebook? it was. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take. I'll do it. But it's just so funny, man. I I could not help but laugh. That's great. I will definitely look that yeah. up. I I will post a picture of that on Facebook. That screenshot because I just. I lost my mind when I saw that. <laughs> um, so, like, they go, they're they're taken to the the uh, the farm with their aunt, uh, and she's she seems like a nice lady, but she's obviously living alone. She's she's helping handling this farm on her own. I think that she overall she would have been a good place for. Her those animals to stay with. I think it was the fact that she left so quickly that sort of 
force this to happen. And really, I, I do believe because they were happy there. They, I mean, they didn't have the kids there, but they were happy there. They were able to run around and do stuff. Yeah. Chad says, hallelujah, I died and went to Kentucky. <laughs> yeah, because of the chicken. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good line. <laughs> yeah, I actually wrote that one down too. I thought it was really funny. They I okay, real quick. Yeah. I understand like wanting to leave the dogs out in the like ranch when you go into the city, whatever. But a cat is something that like is a almost every apartment will take a cat. Why not leave the dogs at the ranch and take the cat with you? Because cats are better than dogs, and you have a pet with you. I I think you're biased. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just, I I think that it's a matter of, A, for the story's sake, that this cat was with them, but B, for the sake of, uh, if you're a parent, and you say, two of my kids are going to lose their pets, but one of them gets to keep their pet, I think you're going to have issues. But the cat could be everybody's pet, and the dogs are still going to be there. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, he said that I'm it, just telling you that's what should have happened. The cat could have gone with you. <laughs> you know what? Buy a snake. That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I think that it's... He he said that it was a small apartment. He said that it was a small area. They were already going to be tight. Yeah. But when we saw that tiny glimpse of them in their apartment or in their new house or whatever, it looked pretty spacious, to be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, like, if there's space for five people, there's space for five people and a cat. Like, Well, I even the dogs, from what I saw, it looked like a pretty like sizable space. Why not also bring the dogs? That's a good question. Uh, because they would get lost in San Francisco. Oh, that's the second one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for the record, Disney sequels are not as good as the originals. So you can watch them, but they're just not quite as good. It is uh, much, much, much worse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, we had the flying meat. That was funny. The whole thing with Chance. but. Um, Oh, we're we're down to the farm now. So I the next thing I had really was, really liked the uh, the when they are like shoe shoe, like kind of thing. Like they're like they throw the frisbee to Chance, and Chance says, "No, you let it escape." <laughs> I just like that line <laughs> a lot. That was a really great <laughs> line. I laughed out loud out loud at that line because I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Um. The other thing I had, the next thing I had was Birdzilla. Uh, oh, yeah. First of all, <laughs> I, I like why is there a turkey in this thing full of chickens? Like turkeys are very vicious. Turkey, 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 turkey. <laughs> uh, and my other question, and this is throughout the movie too, but you've got these animals that are talking to each other. Why don't the other animals also talk, right? Yeah, I thought about that a lot too. Like the snake doesn't ever talk. The like the birds don't talk. It's only the cats and dogs. Like that, even other mammals don't talk. The bears don't talk. Like nobody else talks. Um, and maybe it's like a a thing like where if you hang out with humans enough, you get you know English. I don't know. 
Well, even they didn't know English. They they barely understood when they said the word home. All right. I don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. like uh, Shadow says something like, "I know you're sad, but I don't know why." <laughs> I'll make you happy because I'm a good dog. I do like my shadow impersonation. That was a solid shadow impression. Yeah, thanks. I'm thoroughly impressed. <laughs> um, but that, that was a big thing for me. Like, why? Why don't any of those chickens talk, for example? Or the mountain lion, at least, is also a cat. You'd think that like dogs and cats maybe can talk to each other. I don't it's know. Pets. It's pets. That's what yeah. it is. Domesticated. Uh, <laughs> um, so that's a little weird. I really, I think it would have added to the story if like you heard the mountain lion be like, I'm gonna kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Who would they get to play the mountain lion? Like I, I could see it as like a, uh, as like a real like redneck character. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was picturing. Uh, as like a Samuel L. Jackson character, I'd be happy either way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's kind of what I was imagining. Um, but I, I think it would have added something to the story for sure. I, I kind of wish, and even the chickens, you know, I kind of wish that they had. Um, the other thing that, and you already said this, is that this movie is one of few where they don't move the mouths of the, the animals. And so the fact that they don't kind of makes you question how they are communicating, like you said. Yeah. And so you don't have these other animals communicating. It's just a question of, of how are they? Yeah, I was thinking about this. So, like, I, I, there's a lot of times in the in the movie where, like, like, Chance is, you know, a puppy and does something dumb where he'll, like, fall into the, like, into a hole or he'll like run into a pole or she'll he'll, like he'll trip and fall off a chair or whatever. And I'm wondering yeah. to myself, like, is that like a, like, did, was that planned or is it like, like did Michael J. Fox just like ad lib when like, like they, <laughs> they, they shot the scene and Michael J. Fox is just like, to say something about this. <laughs> Go for <home. laughs> oh. Well, like, what does he say at the end of the movie? Well, well like, there's just like a lot of times where that happens where he's like running and like, he's like a, a puppy. So he like trips and falls and like, yeah, falls in the hole. I thought that was so funny. <laughs> I, I just really enjoy that part of it. Cause like filming with animals is like so tough because like they never do exactly what you want them to do. Like it takes like a long time. And I don't know if you saw too, actually, now that you bring that up, the scene where they're getting out of the car uh, to go to the farm, yeah. Uh, where Chance jumps out of the car and knocks Jamie's face into the door. <laughs> oh my God. I didn't notice that. <laughs> like, and they immediately pan away from that. <laughs> he, he, he like he jumps so out, but in the head. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yeah, it was really funny. Like I saw it and I was like, oh my god, that kid just got hit. So while we're on the farm, we get some like prime sassy. Uh oh yeah. Where she like they're feeding the dogs first and she's like, Oh my beautiful tail. Like she got stepped on. And then 
the she gets the the wet cat food out and puts it in the bowl. It's cold. You're supposed to <laughs> microwave it, and then don't expect a tip from me. <laughs> Very good, like prime sassy. Oh yeah, <laughs> full on sassy. She she is as sassy as it gets. Um, and like yeah, I think you're right. The farm is like character development for these three characters. Yeah. So we have. Uh, sassy sort of establishing that um, pampered kind of character. We've got Chance as this, I just want to run around and do what I want, this very independent character. Uh, and young and like juvenile, obviously. He, he's yeah. still figuring things out versus Shadow, who is he, he, all he wants on this farm, he's just looking in one direction waiting for something to happen yeah um and so you really it, this this farm is really where we see who these characters are yeah and there's nothing as good as the like the scene right before the lady leaves um like the, for this where like they're all sitting on the porch together and chance chance is like yeah you know they dumped us uh and like he just says it out right he's like you know they left us no big deal like we have a great life here anyway uh and shadow's like how dare you you can't say stuff like that you're betraying your person and and sassy's you know like on the same side as shadow obviously uh and like yeah chance loves the 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 park because it, it it is freedom and that's what his character wants because he's like been in the pound or whatever. Right. And so from the very beginning, the, the one that really struggles with going with shadow when he leaves is chance. He's, he's the last one to leave. He kind of gets scared out by the, the birdzilla. Um, he, he's hesitant to go because this is the ideal place for him. Yeah. 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 Um, First, before we do leave the porch scene, though, real quick, uh, best the best adult joke of the of the movie is when Chance offers Sassy the the shoe, and she's like, "I'm not into leather." <laughs> <laughs> I I actually didn't catch that. I was thinking about I like okay, she just doesn't like leather shoes, <laughs> but the, yeah, I. I guess that's, I didn't even notice it. Went right over my head. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I think that was, jeez. I can't believe I didn't see that, really. Um, okay, so they, they leave, right? They go, he's like, something is wrong. Something has happened. Um, and something what I really get. <laughs> they should have been here by now. <laughs> I... I guess what I really pull from this movie is animals are can be real dumb. The, <laughs> this, like, really, like they they've been gone for a week, and they're like, "Oh my god, they've abandoned us!" Or they're they're dead now. We have to go find them. Right, and Chance like has a a gate closed on him, and he's like, "I'm in the pound! Holy <laughs> shit, the gate is closed!" <laughs> Like, wait, you were never, like, told to stay inside the house? Like, 
or something like that before. <laughs> right. And like, you have to wonder, I mean, obviously that's his driving factor. Yeah. The, this character of chance, that's his main um, drive is I don't want to be in the pound. I will do anything. Like I'll, I'll hang out with this little kid. I will do anything except to be in the pound. And so even something reminiscent of the pound, like this gate is, is enough to, to make him crazy. Yeah. Animals are dumb, but not cats. Cats are smart. I mean, she said the same thing. She's like, yeah, they've obviously left us. We have to go find them. All right, but she was being influenced by dumb dogs. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I see that cat on your lap. You, you're, you're, you're biased. I am currently petting a, a, a great cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, like, they, they leave... They go up the mountain. They're like, it's literally right over top of this mountain. Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> it's right there. It took us a really long time to get here. Yeah, but if we walk, we'll get there. Yeah, they don't have any sense of time. No, not even a little he, bit. They're like, I'm says, just going to cross this mountain. We're going to take the shortcut straight up and over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go right on top of this mountain. No problem at all. And we'll be there. Okay, I got a question. Yeah. Like, cause then our next scene is Peter in school, right? Yeah. Some kind of temporary school. Is this move permanent? Like I was on, I was really confused that over that, like, is Peter supposed to be like, come like, are, is the family moving back to Northern California in like six months? Is it like five weeks? Is it like forever? Like, it's really unclear to me. It's, it seemed like it would be temporary, but if it's temporary, then like, is he just going to, like, a school for, like, a couple months and then going back to school in, in, like, back in California? I don't know. It seemed weird. Well, and, yeah, I guess that's my, my other issue. Is that it's not really clarified because he does say it's temporary, but I'm not sure that it is because it feels like he's being offered a professorship. Yeah. Um, and so I guess my biggest question then is, A, if they have moved, how is it? Right. I guess by the end of the movie, they moved back to Southern California. But, yeah. um, and so that sort of makes a little bit of it up because it, otherwise it'd be like, how are they, like, how do they know which direction to go if the family's in a new location? How are they going to get there? Because um, I would understand, and I do kind of understand since the story is saying they're going back to their own home. They Like, animals have a way of finding their way back home. That's ultimately what they're going for. Yeah. But they were in a new location. <laughs> if they had stayed there for like a couple of days, was, was it shadows or original home? Maybe, maybe that's why they were falling yeah. shadow. You that's have true. this question of if they had moved to this new location and it been more permanent, would they just have showed up on their old doorstep and been like, Nobody's here. Can you imagine that movie where they show up back at their old house and nobody's living there and they're like sitting on the doorstep waiting and never get back to their family? Ooh, that would be rough and sad. Yeah. Like that's, that's kind of what I imagined um, going back into this. That's like what, what I was thinking in my head. If they're moving, how are they going to get back in touch with the family? Because they're going to go home. Well, they can go back to the future, right, and, and stop themselves. 
from right. ever having this problem. Doc Brown pulls up in the DeLorean and, and gets says to these animals, hop in. It's it's definitely uh like a turtle or something, Doc Brown. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> or, no, I I see him more as a cockatiel. Okay. All right, I can see that. Because <laughs> of the hair. <laughs> uh but yeah, like I, I think that uh, they so they, they like go up this hill, they go up this mountain, get to the top and look Sassy's over. Like, this ground isn't nearly soft enough. <laughs> I love yeah, Sassy's she's... lines. Most of my notes for this are just Sassy's lines. <laughs> right, like I broke a nail or um just like going up the mountain and, and complaining. Um and I mean it makes sense for her character. She she's a pampered character. It, it works out. Yeah. Um, versus like Chance, who's just having a blast. He's just walking through the woods. Cause he it's definitely fun. enjoyed himself. Yeah. Um, and like, even still, we see their their priorities, what each of them wants. And like, as they're going back home, Shadow's goal is to get back to Peter. Her uh, Sassy's goal is not so much about hope as much as I just want to not be in the wilderness anymore. Yeah. And Chance is kind of, I feel like Chance is almost hoping that they won't find home. Um, because being in the woods is fun. Absolutely, yeah. Um, also, just like side note, God, the views are gorgeous in this movie. Like uh, oh, shooting yeah. in like the, the mountain, like these mountains of uh, California is awesome because it is beautiful and the sights are awesome. Yeah. Um, most definitely, I thought it was pretty. All of it was very pretty. You're right. Um, and so, but like they they sort of keep going through the woods. I don't really have any notes up until the point where Sassy falls in the water. Um, because a lot of it is just them traveling through the woods. Yep. Um, and so Sassy refuses to cross the river in the same way as them, just not going through the water. She tries to cross her own way and falls into the river and goes off a waterfall and dies. <laughs> thing, uh, about um, bef- right before that is like the cat is magically getting the fish out of the, like she's so good at catching fish, like unbelievably good <laughs> yeah. for a house cat at right. catching these giant ass fish. Also Marie, who's a zookeeper says that yeah. those were two different bears. She's pretty sure that one of, one of those bears was a black bear and the other one was a was a brown bear. <laughs> so, uh, the mama bear and the baby bears are not necessarily the same species uh, from a reptile zookeeper. So maybe not a super expert, but she says they're not the same. Well, I believe her. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, like uh, Sassy falls in the water. She goes off the cliff. Um, and... I want to talk about Shadow's reaction. Um, Shadow is just devastated after this. I, right. I, I, like, I thought she had died. I was like, what's going on? Like, you think she's dead. I, I guess I'm not sure if Shadow's reaction was that devastating because he's loyal to his friends so much as, or at least I think part of it is, Will I be allowed back into the family if I don't bring back everybody safely? 
interesting or like even maybe like more altruistic than that like like how is hope going to feel about this it's it's even worse for hope like he's like thinking about the family's thoughts about this right right and like almost is it better for me not to show up at all without uh sassy there because like it would it hurt even more if the two of us came back and sassy wasn't there yeah almost in the same way that when in the ending the two of them show back up and uh shadow doesn't show up for a second peter is devastated yeah Um, yeah. and so like you gotta wonder if that's going through his head at all like should i even try showing up at all now yeah that's a rough scene um i definitely like was like holy shit like i was expecting like a a last second save like in the goofy movie when he's going over the the water fountain and i was like oh shit no she actually just died (laughs) <laughs> yeah and so like the, the obviously shadow is like the leader of the group right he he is um taking responsibility for the death of his friend uh he feels responsible because he is the older one he should have known better i shouldn't so, have made her come she's my responsibility yeah but and then so, okay but then she yeah. but then he makes it about him like he's like just like Jamie is your responsibility and Peter is my responsibility like he makes it about him you're right like uh, earlier you said you know like it feels like he's like you're right he's making this this like this this feelings about her, the la- loss of sassy are sort of like about him um yeah. in that way like and like he's like using that time to explain to like his mentee dog that like that's why we're man's best friend his exact words that's why we are man's best friend <laughs> because we're responsible and loyal just right. like i was responsible for that cat that died right um and so like we just sort of go on without her for a while um yeah and just sort of deal with it and so from an audience perspective, if, if you've never seen this movie before, or it's been a while, even for me, it, it, I was like, oh my God, like, that's just it. It's just going to be these two dogs now. Um, yeah, and yeah. almost for me, I feel like it, it was beneficial to the story for these two to have to spend time together. Yeah. Because I, I, I feel like yeah, you're right. Like he is his mentor. Shadow is Chance's mentor, and so having that time, Chance really does a lot of growing up, even in this, like, half a day that he's spending with Shadow alone. Yeah, they're, like, bonding. They're they're talking about hot dogs. Like, they're talking about, like, they, there's the whole cougar scene we'll get to later, but yeah, there's, like, a, a bunch of bonding there. Yeah, almost like a he, he's a father figure, I would yeah. say. And so this time spent together develops both of their characters a lot. Yeah. I mean, obviously the, the main struggle that shadow faces throughout the entire movie is that he's old. He, he feels like he can't do anything because he's old. Well, I mean, um, but he's the one leading the charge though. Like he's pushing everybody far. Like he's right. generally ahead of everybody else. That's definitely a part of it. But I think that's maybe the reason that he's leading the charge. He's like, 
I don't have much time left. I need to spend this time with Peter. Interesting. And hmm. I think that's part of it, at least. Uh, versus the, the primary thing that Chance goes through throughout the story is that he is a child. He is still a puppy. He doesn't know what to do. And so for both of them, they both get a chance to experience, uh, for, for like Shadow, he gets to experience being a puppy again. And for yeah. Chance, he gets the opportunity to feel or to learn. So we get to meet the crazy woodland hermit. Uh, and I'm going to describe <laughs> him as such. Uh, so I'm actually going to read his lines in a crazy woodland hermit voice, even though this is not how they actually sounded. There you are, master of the sky. You are the boss. <laughs> Speaking of the bald eagle that is in the sky. <laughs> he sees a cat. <laughs> so he's like, he's this guy, he's out in the woods, he's bird watching. He sees a cat in the water, picks it up, and is like, holy shit, it's alive! Wait, wait, <laughs> dude, why did you pick up the dead cat? If you thought no. it was a dead cat, why did you pick it up? <laughs> I actually, I wrote that down as well. I thought it was, like, really weird. From the Like, he just sort of grabbed it and cradled it and then realized it was alive. <laughs> it's alive! <laughs> holy shit! <laughs> oh, man. That is funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, we also get some good lines from from that se sequence. She's like, uh, the, the creepy hermit guy is like talking to the <laughs> talking to the cat. Yeah. Uh, and when she wakes up, she's like, "Is this my sixth life? I'll say it's my fourth. Like that's kind of funny. But like, I just really like the creepy hermit guy, and I'm glad that he's there. <laughs> Yeah, and like, is this goat milk low fat? I don't care. It's tasty. Yeah. Uh, oh man! And like, then even in a bad situation, she's still being sassy. Yeah, she's great. She's the best character. <laughs> um. So before we get to the cougar scene, let's talk a little bit about humans, which are boring, uh, but still human beings. So we should talk about the lesser characters of this show. Okay, so yeah, uh, I mean, hold on. Oh. Josh, hold up. Yeah, what's can up? Cut, can we cut this off? Okay. Out real quick. Marie was running the water, and I don't know if you you would be able to hear it or not. No, I didn't. Okay. Okay, I'll try again. Ready? Yeah. Are you Are you ready, Josh? Yeah, go. Okay. Are you ready, Josh? Oh my God! Yes. <laughs> Okay, so we have to go back to the humans uh, at this point before we go on to the cougar scene, which is badass. Um, so, like, they call the park service. The park service is like, yeah, no, cats and dogs aren't going to survive out here. There are mountain lion cougar pumas. And <laughs> uh, they, like, they call the, the people, the human beings. Peter's mad. He blames the new dad. You don't even care. You, you don't even care about them. Uh, about the cats and dogs, and Peter, or Peter's new dad—I don't really know his name. Uh, 
makes these ancient looking lost cat signs, uh, lost cat and dog signs, um, because he like he try he's trying. Right. And um, that's we're kind of the speed on the humans. Yeah, but like, and yes, we. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about, especially with like Peter, is this relationship with his pseudo father, his his stepdad, where he's like really really upset at his his stepdad because he won't help. He he feels like he's not trying, and his stepdad feels like he has to help in some way and sort of makes it a priority over his work. Even it, it comes in the way of his work. Yeah. He wants to try. Um, I thought that was a nice scene. I thought that was um, meaningful, especially the fact that he didn't tell Peter. Yeah. Which and, we find out later. Yeah. Uh, because he felt so bad. He felt like you're right. These animals are important. They're part of our family. I need to do something. Yeah, it's definitely like a coming, like awakening moment. It helps their relationship ultimately too. I mean, it does. He is helping, right? Um, so that's interesting. And I, I also want to say that Peter is very mature for his age, and I think that's uh, another thing that we see between him and Shadow. That this mm. very mature um, kind of of psyche that Peter has. He he feels like he knows right from wrong at a very young age. And I really appreciate that about Peter's character. Yeah, no, definitely no talking down to Peter. Right. Um, Mount Cougar then, Puma. Yeah, the Mount Cougar Puma scene. Um, I wish he talked again. If it was Samuel L. Jackson, I would love it. Uh, but he doesn't. And so it's almost for chance. It's the, the little chance that cried Puma. Um, He's like looking up and seeing it, and Shadow's like, "I don't see it. You're crazy. I don't see no cats. <laughs> cats, you're making shit up." <laughs> and then he's like, he sees him again, and it like he's just sitting on the ledge. That would be the perfect time for him to say something. I I would just it would have been perfect. He's just sitting there. We pan to. I'm gonna eat you. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> Get him to play. Man, there's so many options. Any yeah. creepy character. Really? Yeah. Uh, so I love the scene. I'm running from a cat. I won't tell if you won't tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's not really a normal-sized cat. He's Arnold Kitty, which is especially good yeah. because when they, they knock the cat into the river, he says, Kitty. <laughs> I noticed that too. Double of the same reference. Yeah. <laughs> they throw the cat into the river. Cat gets wet. Cats don't like water. And he says, cats drool, dogs right. rule. Right. Which doesn't last long because the cat finds them. And the our, our cat, Sassy, finds them. Uh, and <laughs> when running to catch him, he's he he does one of those scenes where he falls. Sassy, 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 go for hole. Sassy, 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 sassy. <laughs> that was probably my falls. favorite mistake. <laughs> it was really great. <laughs> so good. Uh, that was really funny for me, and with and especially because like the look on the dog's face <laughs> when he fell, he looked like oh god. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Yeah. Uh, um, together again. She's alive. That's nice. The squirrel um, with the bad hair day bit bit chance with his butt. Yeah, that that terrifying squirrel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like he's he's just being so curious. I love how curious Chance is. He's like a, a puppy. He he is. That's what he is. He wants to find out all these new things. So he sniffs its butt. He's like, assume the position. You know how this goes. I sniff you. You sniff me. <laughs> And then he bit me with his butt. Yeah, and I love that also uh, Sassy's like, curiosity killed the dog. That's what my mom says. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like, he, she's trying to, to get it off, but she's just like biting his lip. And I, I would have loved to see this in person or like while they were filming this because this cat... Like how how would they get this cat to bite this dog's lip and yeah, pull no, on it? It was really good. Like they were like, I was also thinking that like, is that a rubber dog? Is that actually the dog? The dog the cat just bites the dog's lip. <laughs> <laughs> so at this time of the movie, I was thinking like, you know, some people are gonna say that we really can't talk like with authority about this movie because we never had dogs. And we didn't have cats. Mm. Are never going to find a movie about the story of a boy and his three lizards, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which we, we had a lot, a lot of lizards. Uh, onion, chocolate, garlic, and Josh mm-hmm. Jr. Yep. Josh named the Josh Jr. <laughs> I did. <laughs> because I thought that garlic and onion were stupid names for lizards. <laughs> Granted, I wasn't that creative either. Josh Jr. is not a creative name, but onion and garlic are for sure creative names for 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 lizards. Like they may not be good names, but they're creative names. No, they're creative names. But we were also in the kitchen when you named them. No, 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 no. <laughs> you don't remember. Okay, this is definitely off track, and I apologize to our listeners, but you are wrong, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> No, we, Bam was threatening to, our, our grandma, Bam, was threatening to eat the lizards, and I said, I'm going to name it Onion, because she's allergic to onions. It's very creative. I totally, I don't remember that. Uh, well, I guess I was too young. You're not Josh Jr., at least not Josh Jr. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> garlic, she's not allergic to garlic, that's just you with the funny name. Okay, well, at that point... It, it was a, it was a sequence. They had to go together. <laughs> well, anyway, we had a bunch of green anoles. Is the long and short of it. And yes, we may never had, uh, like dogs or cats, um, but it's something that we both like. I think wanted through a lot of our childhood, and so I, I really, I did identify with this movie um, as a child growing up, where having any kind of animal would have been nice, you know, and so like having this relationship with a dog like Peter has is something that I always really wanted and I did identify with. Yep. And I mean, you, you kind of can identify more now, Tony, because you have cats. But Oh man, I have great, great cats. I still cannot identify because I have yet to have any animals. 
Aren't they all your animals? Uh, I I mean, I guess. Whatever. All right. So Josh is like <laughs> the scared little girl in the woods. Lost. Yeah. Alone. Luckily, Shadow comes and saves <laughs> the scared little girl in the woods. And gives, yeah. her, gives her a big old hug for comfort and warmth and keeping the girl alive. Yep. And it just so happens that the police officer has seen the dogs and cat before. And they're like, great. We saved this little girl, but also, more importantly, these animals. Yeah, no, it was weird. Like, they were, like, definitely the worst rescue party ever. Like, they were just walking in a straight line and yelling yep. the girl's name. Not even like, worrying about, like, branching off. Yeah, no, no, they, <laughs> they weren't, like, spread out. It was just, like, a, it was a rescue party of 20 people who are all basically walking the exact same space. Doesn't seem like a good way to find someone. No, just they by walking the trail and yelling. But, <laughs> like, whatever. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yes. they they make a bigger deal about the dogs, though. I think the 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 animals than they do about the little girl. And I thought that was really funny. Well, they're like superhero dogs. They like save the little girl. Like they're real cool. And Shadow yeah. was right. People aren't evil. They're going to take them to the pound, not to the pound, but to like get their parents, their human being parents. Uh, but they think that they are being betrayed uh, because they don't know the difference between like being taken to the house and being taken to the pound to be picked up. Right. Uh, and so shadow feels really betrayed. He's like despondent. Uh, and he gets locked up first. Yeah. And poor, poor chance is being terrorized. He's, he's being, uh, he's, he's in a room and he's like, I'll tell you everything I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I also really like the like uh, the the big the big guy who's like trying to catch uh, Sassy. He's like here, kitty, 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 and Sassy's like no, dummy, 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 dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I like that scene a lot. <laughs> yeah, that whole that whole scene is funny because it's like good like slapstick humor uh, where like. Like the cat is like outrunning the guy and like running around the complex, uh, and right. the guy's like <laughs> failing to uh, <laughs> to catch the cat. Um, right. And like the other thing is that that um, somehow or another, Sassy gets Shadow out, and they like Shadow goes to let out Chance, and it just so happens that he lets him out after the last porcupine needles taken out of his mouth, but. Uh, <laughs> they, it's very slapstick. You're right. Like one of them gets trapped behind the door. The other one slams into the door into the other guy. It's it feels very um, three stooges almost. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, like even like the way they run around the complex feels mm -hmm. like like cartoony. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and so they get away, obviously. Um, yep. Chance and, sucks at digging, but but gets out anyway. Right. Uh, and so they get out. They are, like, super excited. They're like, way to go. And then I love this little thing. The car passes and goes back towards the pound. And Shadow's like, I have a feeling like we should go back to the pound. 
Yeah, he's psychic. And but like, and then Sassy's like, "Back to the pound? Are you crazy?" And he's like, "Yeah, you're right." <laughs> like, what was that scene there for? <laughs> that is a silly scene. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and like you, you're like, as a viewer, you're you're thinking, "Wow, okay, so we're gonna resolve this right now." It's just they're gonna go back to the pound on a hunch. And everybody's like, nope, no, no, that's crazy. <laughs> Keep no, going. You're right, that's stupid. Why would we go back there? <laughs> um, and so, like, as we're walking, like, Chance feels like he has friends. He's, like, excited. He's like, these guys, like, saved me. He's, like, narrating, right? Uh, these guys saved me. I, like, have friends and a cat and a dog. And I think that's sort of, like, the gateway to him having friends with, like, the like the people right right um and uh so we we have the major climax moment in the train yard yeah coming up next right um and they like so the the train train yard they're crossing they're going across as fast as they can because they think they're close to home uh and there's a almost she's almost hit right uh Sassy almost gets hit by a train. And then, like, then Shadow, like, falls down an abandoned mine yeah. or something. Like, I don't know what that is. I'm not sure what it was either. It's basically like a big mud hole I'm out of for dogs. Right. Um, and I, I really appreciate this scene, A, because of Chance's character. Okay. Specifically... Chance is saying, you can't give up now, in the same way that Shadow is telling him, you can't give up on the people. He's saying, you can't give up now. You brought me this far. You're my father figure, and I need you to, to get out of this hole. Um, sort of encouraging him the way that he was encouraged. Yeah. The other, the other reason that I really appreciate this scene is because of Shadow. He, he is... Um, he he's sort of defeated. He's like, I am too old. This is something I cannot do because I am too old. He um, says, do you think it's easy for me to decide? Do you think it's easy for me to, to admit that I'm too old? I can't do it. Yeah. And so like he, he feels like he can't do it because he's old in the same way that he has been the whole movie. But Ultimately, he forces himself to get out of that hole um, to overcome this thing that he thinks is holding him back. And it, that's the case for all the characters. They, they have to overcome this one thing that is stopping them from being better. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that it's a, a vital scene. Yeah, I agree. And I think like it's really great uh, for those two dogs, for sure. Yeah, um, and Sassy is doing a good job of cheerleading. So, yeah, but and like, uh, it's interesting because as we talked about before, it's based on a book, The Incredible Journey, and the book is about Chance. the The book is about Chance's character, but it feels almost like throughout this entire movie, while Chance is narrating, the story is more about Shadow. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the sh the story is more mostly Shadow somewhat chance and very little anybody else, including Sassy. Right. Sassy is my favorite character, but is it necessarily like a major character as far as the storyline goes? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and so like they get they find their way back. That's how the story will go. They find their their way back um, to their old house. The family's moved back there, and I I think it's really funny how each of them comes up over that hill one at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Very cinematically pleasing, sure, but in terms of real life, it kind of frustrated me a little bit. <laughs> yep. And they, they come in the order of least to most important, uh, as we just discussed, right. to the story. Uh, and so they come back over the hill to their one particular owner. Um, and Peter's like, oh, he didn't make it. He was old. He was going to die. And like turns around is all sad and then everybody it, this beautiful moment oh he's alive and chance and, is narrating in the backwards sacrifice and family and love is more than just mushy stuff <laughs> thank you chance yep and then turkey, the turkey, turkey, turkey 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 <laughs> turkey 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 and then <laughs> um, so the moral of the story is that if you're old you could still cross mountains and get out of a mud hole if you need to yeah I think the, the moral of the story is that uh, if you happen to fall down a uh, waterfall like hope that there's a crazy old man who's bird watching to save you. Right. Whose name is unknown. We're going to call him crazy Steve, crazy wood, Steve, crazy wood, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess along with that, the moral of the story is that uh, if you see what looks to be an unconscious cat, pick it up. Yeah. Cradle it a little bit and see if it's alive. <laughs> <laughs> And if it's not, then you made yourself a hat. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, but I yeah, I, I think that overall I like I really enjoyed rewatching this movie. Yeah. Okay, so like at the very beginning we said there wasn't that much to talk about. It actually turned out there was like a lot more than I thought. Yeah. Uh but yeah, I, I lo actually really like this movie. I, I can't say that before I rewatched it, I was like psyched. I, you know, it, it's not on my list of favorite movies of Disney movies at all. Um, but now I, th I would think that it, it's, it's up there. I wouldn't put it in my top 10, but I would definitely say it's up there. Yeah, it's a good movie for sure. Yeah. Um, so some quick business. Uh, please... Make sure that you rate us on iTunes. That will help more people uh, find us. And don't just listen to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you find it. Please subscribe on iTunes if you have an iTunes account because that also helps people find us. So it automatically will put the next episode into your feed. Right. Uh, the other thing is like and share on Facebook. Uh, We're at Front Porch Disney on Facebook. We also have a Twitter account at Fropo Disney. <laughs> um, and like, we, we do want to hear back from you. So comment, like, share. We want to post on the page even or on the Twitter feed. 
uh, we want to hear from you. We want to see what you thought about these episodes or something else that you thought was interesting or even what movie you want to see next we can talk about. So don't be afraid to do that. The other thing as well is to share with your friends on Facebook. Um, we've already gotten quite a few hits. We've been getting even more and more and more throughout the past two weeks. We've been getting a lot of people who are interested and been listening in. Yeah, but, the fans. Yeah, shout out to you guys, but keep going strong. We're, we're, we're killing it right now. We're an international podcast. Did you know that? I did not know that. We, we've been played across three nations. Wow. Well, uh, keep it going, guys. It's been uh, pretty great so far, and we want to keep doing it. So uh, tell your friends. Share on yep. Facebook. Uh, lastly, um, I feel like we haven't really talked too much about us. So uh, if, if you want to know more about the two of us, feel free to comment or message us. We're really happy to, to share who we are a little bit. And I mean, we did a little bit at the beginning with the first episode, but um, you know, we, we want to create an environment for you guys that really pushes you to have fun with these movies and these podcasts and enjoy um, talking about it as much as we do. Yeah, we're, we're trying to build up a community. Right. Uh, and so for that reason, feel free to message us, comment, like, share, and we will see you guys on the next one. Yep. And because there's no song on this movie, uh, rather than sing out a song from this movie, we're going to sing out on On the Front Porch with you. Ready to go? Yeah, do it. Oh, how I long to linger here like this. Hold your hand and steal a kiss or two on the front porch with you. With us. See you next time, guys. Thanks. <laughs>